Hey y'all, welcome to the Appalachian Overlook, a metaphorical ride up these winding mountain roads where we'll explore topics and questions about what it means to live a good life in Appalachia. My name is Sarah Saavedra and I'll be your host in these conversations, airing here on 90.7 WEHC and also available as a podcast online at ehc.edu WEHC. Today's show's topic, tips to stay grounded when you're feeling anchorless. Thanks for joining me on today's show. You know, life is not known for being easy. That is definitely not its reputation. And yet we always seem to be thrown for a loop when something unexpected derails our plans. Well, collectively, our plans have been derailed again and again since March 2020. We all know what happened in March 2020. We were quarantined, trying to flatten the curve. We had this new pandemic that no one had ever experienced before. And honestly, we're still going through it. And I'm not sure that there's any good way to handle a pandemic, but I do know that we all are looking for ways to stay grounded when we're feeling anchorless, maybe a little adrift and out to sea. Isolation, job loss, grief, fractured families, all of these known situations are linked to poor mental health outcomes. And like I said, most of us have experienced this at unprecedented levels over the past 18 months. According to Kaiser Family Foundation, four in 10 adults in the U.S. have reported symptoms of anxiety or depression. That's up from one in 10 adults reported in 2019. We all need a collective mental break. But how do we get the mental break? We all want it, but it seems elusive. How do we get that peace in the midst of chaos? My first tip for you is to play. We put so much pressure on ourselves to be put together, quote unquote, that we forget to play. Marie Kondo is the author of The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, and her advice to tidying up your space can be summed up in one phrase. Does it spark joy? What does organization have to do with play now? I know that seems like a weird parallel to make here, but stay with me. I often ask myself, what makes me giggle? I think our mental space could use some tidying up so that we can make room for the things that spark joy. It could be as simple as telling someone a corny joke. Every day you could dance to a new song or sing your favorite song as loud as you can or some other activity that's purely about enjoyment. I was just listening to another podcast called Armchair Expert with Dak Shepard, and they were talking about the science that says that if you get in a swing on a park, on a playground, just like a kid, and swing for a few minutes, that the parts of your brain that are used for equilibrium while you're on a swing are actually parts of your brain that can't be anxious and fearful. So even just getting in a swing, there is something about play that really relieves stress. And I am an advocate definitely for play. So find a swing at a park and sit for a few minutes. Play is rejuvenating, it's relaxing. Play with your pet, play with your kids, play with your spouse, play a game, pickleball, chess, it doesn't matter. Don't leave it to the children. Give yourself permission to play with the joyful abandon of childhood. Here's a mindful moment for you. George Bernard Shaw says, we don't stop playing because we grow old. 
we grow old because we stop playing. All right, so we're talking about playing to rejuvenate and relax us. Also, get outside. Different parts of our brain activate in nature. You know it, we all know it. The minute we get outside, we feel a sense of calm and peace. Getting outside in nature is different than getting outside in an urban sidewalk, but any kind of outside is good to feel the sun on your face, to feel a gentle breeze go across your skin. Even if just for a few minutes a day, getting out in nature can calm our minds. You don't have to hike a mountain. We're not talking about extreme adventure sports here to reap the benefits. Any amount of time, even 10 minutes on a lunch break, will work to make you feel better to be surrounded by the sounds of the outdoors. Now, it's not just feeling better and this kind of general idea that we have that being outside, of course, is, is calming. We all imagine that it is. But what does the science say? In Japan, a forest bathing trip is a short leisurely visit to a forest. It's regarded as being similar to natural aromatherapy. Well, there have been studies done, and according to the NCBI, these effects of the essential oils from the trees on human immune function is amazing. These essential oils, also known as phytoncides, are antimicrobial, volatile, organic compounds. Fancy words, they're derived from trees, but incorporating forest bathing trips into a good lifestyle was first proposed in 1982 by the Forest Agency of Japan. It has now become a recognized relaxation and stress management activity. These tests demonstrated that forest bathing trips significantly increased the score for vigor and health and decreased the scores for anxiety, depression, and anger. Habitual forest bathing may even help decrease the risk of psychosocial stress-related diseases. Because forests occupy 67% of the land in Japan, forest bathing is easily accessible. And we know here, of course, in Southwest Virginia, forest bathing is all around us. All you have to do is pop on the trail right in the middle of town. Even your backyard might have a bit of a forest to it. Get around those trees and get you some of those essential oils that are absolutely going to help you manage your stress. Here's a mindful moment for you. Try to make space in your day to go outside every day. I often find it calming and so reassuring to observe how nature has its cycles and it responds on cue no matter what's happening. It helps me to remember that the movements and changes in life are part of a natural cycle. The connection gives me strength through the transitions and really helps me gain perspective to let it go. As there are cycles in nature, there are cycles in life. And no matter what's going on, I know I'll get through to the next one. Thanks again for joining me on the show today here on 90.7 WEHC. You're listening to the Appalachian Overlook, and I'm your host, Sarah Saavedra. Today's show, we've been talking about calm in the midst of chaos, how to really manage stress when situations seem difficult. This is a part of the show where I'd like to share something from my playlist, some music that I'm listening to. Some of you may know, some of you listeners may know that I formerly used to book music uh, as an event planner for the town of Abingdon. It was a job I loved so much, did for about seven years, and I currently serve on the music committee for Bristol Rhythm and Roots Festival. So music has been a part of my daily life for 
ages and ages. And I always found that music brings people together. It's a community building art and I just really love it. And so even though I've transitioned, hello COVID and pandemic as we're talking about today, to different line of work, I still make it a practice to listen to new music every day. So on my playlist today is a band called Mr. Wives. Of course, Mr. Wives is a gender-flipped play on the term for the practice of polygamy, like sister wives, but instead we're going with Mr. Wives. They're from New York City, and they've been around since 2013, Um, but I've just discovered their new album, Super Bloom, and I just love it. And there's one song in particular that I think is great um, to play in with the conversation we've been having today about deciding to be happy. It's called Decide to Be Happy, and this is their song. I hope you'll enjoy listening. It saved me, but it drives me crazy Cause it forces my eyes to take a look and see Got to decide to be happy Cause it don't always come naturally Been feeling like a stranger in my body I haven't been myself in a while, I'm sorry Got to decide to be happy Cause it don't always come naturally flowers don't grow without the rain and goodness
that was an upbeat song from the Mr. Wives. That was their song, Decide to Be Happy. Again, this is Sarah Saavedra, and you're listening to the Appalachian Overlook here on WEHC 90.7. Or maybe you're listening on a podcast app online at ehc.edu slash WEHC. You can find all of that there. You're joining us in for a conversation where we're talking about tips for staying anchored uh, or grounded in what feels like an anchorless world. We're talking a lot about uh, tips to manage anxiety, to manage stress, and to really get a good idea of how we're feeling um, and how we can feel better. So we've gone over some tips already about just being mindful and playing and getting outside and those kinds of things. One of the things that I think is a real, I don't know if gift is the right word, but surely a silver lining in the cloud of COVID is that we have had the chance to slow down. So this would be my next tip for you guys listening out there is to slow down. We, we finally have the chance, right? There's not so many events going on. There are not so many um, things vying for our attention here and there. A lot of us get to work from home, which allows us some more time to cut out a commute or to drive. But when we slow down, you know, it's easier to see our problems and their solutions more clearly. It can be really useful to focus on the moment instead of barreling through to the future or getting stuck in the past. Barreling through the future is definitely my mode. Um, It's just getting caught up in all the things that need to be done, my to-do list, wanting to check them all off before the end of the day. Uh, But slowing down is really a good way for me to take stock of what's happening and how I need to handle it in a way that's gonna really solve the problem and not just kick the can down the road for later. A lot of us have even had the chance, whether it was from job loss or uh, perhaps relocation or moving, that now we have a, a new chance to decide what we really want out of life, what we really want to do. Uh, slowing down was definitely the catalyst for me for totally changing professions. I mean, I suppose not totally. Um, from event planning involved a lot of marketing, and that's still sort of where I'm at. But, you know, honestly, I don't know that I ever would have left my job if I hadn't have been forced to. And now the space that I have in my life working for myself has been really amazing. And you hear these stories over and over. Um, I was watching a friend's Facebook and they posed the question, what, what positive changes have COVID forced on you? And so again, this slow down and really take stock of where you're going, how it feels to be there, uh, maybe how you want to feel differently or maybe where you want to be differently. Slowing down gives you the opportunity to do all of this. My pro tip is to start or maybe pick back up journaling. Slowing down to write out your thoughts and feelings can really help you reconnect with yourself. Reconnect with how you really feel about a situation, how the situation really is, what the perspective really is. A lot of times we just blow up situations in our head so much that they seem so overwhelming, but when we really can just kind of stop and take stock, and I do that through journaling, it really helps us to kind of gain new perspective, maybe see problems from different ways that we hadn't seen them before. 
So that's a great tip is to slow down and really take a minute to calm your mind. The next strategy for calm and resilience is to breathe. Now it's a life or death thing, right? We all breathe, we all know we have to. Sometimes we have trouble breathing. But of course, when I say breathe, I'm talking about real deliberate stopping to just breathe. Now I'm not talking about meditation. I know a lot of folks, um, although there are lots and lots and lots of really amazing benefits from meditating, and we'll surely cover that topic on another show. But what I'm talking about is just a deliberate stop to breathe just for a count of four, seven, eight is one of the methods um, that you want to use and just try to work that into your day to help you relieve some stress, to help you calm down, to help you really stop to remember that you are like here and be mindful of the moment. I like to make sure I stop to breathe every time I open a door. So when I open a door, it triggers that I'm going to stand up straight. I'm going to breathe in for a count of four. Hold it for a count of seven. And then push out all of that breath for a count of eight through my lips through pursed lips is what some pulmonologists will recommend and these pulmonologists are recommending this for lung health um, it can really help folks who do have actual trouble breathing but of course you know breathing like this for just a few times a day can really increase your focus your calm your resilience you can observe when you feel wound up just pause listen then observe and connect with yourself Breathe through your abdomen. So when, when I'm talking about this kind of calming breathing, you're going to want your abdomen to be filling up, not your chest. So if you put a hand on your abdomen and felt it, you would feel it uh, falling and rising with your breath. And again, inhale through your nose for a count of four, hold it for a count of seven, and then breathe it out for a count of eight. Now the counts are not uh, quite as important as the ratio is. So you'll notice that you're inhaling at a count of four and exhaling at a count of eight, which is about double the count. And so this really helps to just clear that space out, really helps you to stop and be mindful of the moment and where you're at. And it can really do a lot to help us as we go through our days anxious and we want to have a little bit more calm in the midst of all this chaos. Want to dig more into guided breathing exercises? Mindful.org is a great place. They have several dozens and dozens of meditations and different breathing, guided breathing exercises that you can listen to in audio format. My personal favorite is Headspace. The Headspace app has all sorts of guided breathing exercises, whether it's waking up or motivation or going to bed or getting back to sleep, like maybe you wake up in the middle of the night, Headspace app is great for that. Now, did you know that gratitude actually changes your brain? Yep, that's right. Gratitude is the next strategy we have for remaining calm in the midst of chaos. In a recent study conducted at Berkeley, those who wrote gratitude letters reported significantly better mental health four and 12 weeks after their writing exercises ended. 
The study followed up with an fMRI scanner to measure brain activity, and the findings suggest that practicing gratitude may help train the brain to be more sensitive to the experience of gratitude down the line. A cycle of gratitude, one that just keeps feeding itself week after week after week. Gratitude is so important and it can really help to just change the way that your brain is reacting to certain stressors or anxiety and really being able to fall back into the gratitude mode is a really important part of this practice. Some examples of ways you can incorporate gratitude more into your day. How about wake up? When you wake up, you're thankful for a whole new day to experience life, to grow, to eat, to laugh, to play, if you remember our earlier conversation, explore and discover. Say this affirmation, I appreciate this amazing gift of life when you wake up. Simple, easy, doesn't take too long. Maybe uh, for gratitude, you want to greet the sun or the moon. Thank you for rising today. Thank the trees just for their beauty. Thank the flowers, wildflowers you might see. I even sometimes will just take a look at a weed that is so amazingly intricate on the road and really take time to pay attention to it, to be mindful and to be thankful for being able to see that beauty. Maybe you end the day by jotting down one thing you're grateful for. I find that I often find, (laughs) have a hard time choosing just one thing. I have a gratitude list that I stop to make myself write one thing I'm grateful for every day. And it's hard to choose because when you really think about it, there is so much to be grateful for, even when things are just crazy. And how about level up? When talking to your partner or family about how your day went, instead of starting with all of the things that really got your panties in a bunch or really twisted your knickers, why don't you start with gratitude before any of the other issues you faced? Now, I don't want to be leaning towards the like toxic positivity, right? Like everything's great, ah, because of course everything is not great. We know it. We're all experiencing loss and grief of some sort. So toxic positivity is not what we're talking about here when we talk about gratitude. Instead, we're talking about beginning with gratitude, making sure to pick out the things that are good because we all have them. The good things that are happening, the good things that we can be thankful for, just picking out that little bit of gratitude every day, starting with that instead of the things that are maybe weighing us down, can really help us to get a good perspective on things and really see what we have to be thankful for. Now, there are endless resources out there to help you and me to relieve stress and anxiety in healthy and sustainable ways. We talked about some of those resources here, but I would encourage you definitely to get online and find what feels right to you as far as breathing exercises or gratitude journals or just different methods of doing the things that we mentioned here. Now, when I say healthy and sustainable, I am referring to ways that we can relieve stress and anxiety without relying on substances to do that. September, of course, is Recovery Awareness Month, and so I do have to say that we are facing an issue in this country during this pandemic, and I would be remiss in not talking about it, with an increase of substance abuse. Of course, we imagine that having another drink may help cure the anxiety that we're feeling right now, 
But we know that ultimately that substance is only going to make things worse and that it's not healthy and sustainable. So if you're facing a lot of stress and anxiety in your life, I would just really recommend to take a short break. Take a short break from drinking alcohol. See how that maybe makes you feel. Maybe after a few days you realize that you are more calm and more peaceful when you can wake up with a clear head and really face what's going on in your life instead of trying to escape from it. I have several resources I would recommend for that. Thetempest.com, T-E-M-P-E-S-T.com is a great resource for those who might be sober curious, and I would really recommend it. And there's also, of course, lots and lots of local chapters of AA groups if you need some uh, a little bit more in-depth help and in, in helping with substance abuse. So I encourage any listener who may be struggling with any of those things to really take a look at some of those resources out there. So to recap the, the healthy and sustainable strategies we did talk about, the first one was to play, to get outside, to do it inside, wherever you can, just wiggle a little, play, make yourself or someone else giggle. Don't leave the play to children. It is for adults too. The second was to get outside. Those fighting sides that we talked about that the trees uh, deliver to us to help calm our brains and actually show some immune support for two. Getting outside for just 10 minutes a day can really boost mood. Slow down. That was our third tip here. Slowing down to just take a minute, take stock of things, take stock of where you want to be, where you don't want to be, and make plans. If you don't like something, change it. Slow down long enough that you're not just barreling through life and you can really take stock of how you feel and how you want to move forward. Hand in hand with that was our, our fourth tip, which was to breathe. Of course, breathing is necessary and we do it all day every day, but we're talking about guided breathing, breathing in for a count of four, holding for a count of seven, and out for a count of eight is a great place to start. If you want to graduate into some more meditative breathing exercises or uh, longer breathing uh, guided breathing exercises, take a look on mindful.org or Headspace app. As we mentioned, those are great resources. And then the last one was, of course, gratitude. There are so many other tips and ways to calm down. Lots of people have their own strategies. I'd love to hear more of yours. So if you have a tip on today's topic or even a question that you'd like me to explore on another show, please follow the Appalachian Overlook on Facebook and connect with me there. I'll start a listener feedback segment in future episodes if we can connect on Facebook and really get a conversation going. I love this stuff. I totally geek out on how people manage their lives in healthy ways, how they manage to overcome some of the things that we all struggle with, and just what connects us. We all struggle with so many of the same things. It's really great to hear from each other and connect in an authentic way that can help us all move forward. So again, Thanks for joining me, Sarah Saavedra, on this episode of the Appalachian Overlook here on 90.7 WEHC. We'll be here on Mondays at 6.30 p.m., re-airing on Thursdays at 1.30 p.m., so you can catch another episode of the Appalachian Overlook every week. You can also listen online via podcast 
at ehc.edu slash wehc. That's a great resource if you can't listen or you want to listen again because maybe you were driving and couldn't write down all these great tips. So I'd love to connect with you on Facebook and thanks for listening. I hope you'll join us again for the Appalachian Overlook. <music>